The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. And A.J. Applegar. Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. Right, right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me as usual, my late co-host, literally late. Late, AJ late as up, usual, man? your co-host. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, should have said it that way. Anyway, what's going on? You know, uh, not much. Just uh, switching, switching up the uh, the station here a little bit. Get a little more. I noticed more view and a little less view. I guess. <laughs> Kind of like the other side, man. We had more sports pictures in the background, but it's all good. Whatever, yeah, whatever works gotta, for you. I gotta pimp my my new uh, autographed Brian Dawkins picture now. So, and my my little Kona beer surfboard thing that I've had sitting in plastic for over a year since it, I've been to Hawaii. So, all right, anyway. cool. So, um, let's do some interesting news that dropped a few hours ago, and that is Raheem Mostert uh, asking for a trade. I guess the 49ers and and him has been in contract negotiations that haven't really gone anywhere. And now he's, you know, trying to force their hand and, and get a trade. I mean, I don't really obviously Tevin Coleman goes up. But like, I mean, really, how much do we like Tevin Coleman? You know, if most does get traded. I don't know. I mean, there's there there's still plenty of backs there. I mean, you still got Jeff Wilson. You still got Jarek McKinnon. You know, Brady McKinnon now can run. If I mean, can, he's still, yeah, he's if still he not cutting. Get on a field. So. You know, you have part of him, a torso, um, <laughs> I guess. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like Coleman. I, I think, you know, he's he's familiar with Shanahan and his system. So it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see what what happens here. Yeah, I mean, you know, they 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 signed him to be the guy and he just got hurt. So maybe he's finally going to be the guy. I just, you know, I don't really trust him enough. So we'll see what happens. But, um, you know. Nothing set in stone. People just throwing names out there for teams, potential landing spots. But I'm hearing the Eagles as one. And honestly, as a guy who just took Miles Sanders in a our contract league, B Scott Fishbowl, I will be very, very angry if that happens. Uh, that's not going to make me make me too thrilled. So I don't know. I mean, besides your Miles Sanders shares, how much would you like most of being on the Eagles as a fan? I mean, he's a talented back, but he hasn't really done much. He's had what a half a season of of statistics. So yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I I don't think he'd cut too much into Sanders' time. I think he'd be more more detriment to Boston Scott, um, if anything. <clears throat> but I mean, Eagles like stockpiling talented running backs, um, so I, it wouldn't surprise me. But you know, uh, Richard made it. I think it was Richard made a good point that if they were really interested in trying to get another back. They would have just signed Devonta Freeman by now. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know how many people really want Devonta Freeman anymore. It doesn't sound like anybody does, but yeah. Uh, anyway, so Scott Fishbowl, I mentioned that. Uh, how's your team coming along here? You know, kind of quick, the quick recap. Um, I've only had two picks today. We were pretty dog slow this this morning and um on my six eleven and seven two 
I finally took a tight end uh, and took Evan Ingram. And then on the turn, I took Kareem Hunt. I kind of figured my one, two wasn't or the one, one was uh, was not going to take a running back. But he ended up taking Swift and his first receiver. Mm. Um, So I don't know. I like my team so far. Uh, Yeah, so we're through seven. We've we've stalled at the early eight here. Uh, but <clears throat> started off with Lamar and Miles and, and Drake, like I mentioned, uh, and then came back around Stafford, got A-Rob and Keenan Allen, and then tag team Lamar with uh, Mark Ingram. So running backs went pretty quick in, in my draft. Uh, so Ingram was running back 26. Felt like that was a pretty good bargain still. Um, you know, I could have taken like Acres or Swift or somebody like that, but I feel like Ingram's going to have some massive games still. I know people like Dobbins a little bit, but I feel like this is still Ingram's backfield for the most part. Um, so I'm happy there, but there's a little bit of a run on tight end. That's looming pretty large here. A couple teams have taken two already. One team started off with two, so it's kind of screwed things up. Um, <clears throat> so, and then the team on the turn just now took two tight ends. So, and a bunch of teams don't have a tight end yet, except for the teams behind me. I'm in the third pick. So teams two and one going behind me don't have a tight end. So I'm looking at almost at every other team that doesn't have a tight end will need one. And we're already nine tight ends deep. So I might be really screwed here. Um, oh, well, such the risk. You know, I thought about taking a tight end instead of Ingram, and it kind of took the risk that maybe like it wouldn't wouldn't happen. But it looks like it will. I'll yeah. figure it out. So, uh, all right, let's do our beer of the week, man. All right. Mm, beer. All right. So I'm drinking one that I've been holding in the fridge for a few weeks now. It's Crooked Crab Brewing Company Snake Wrangler. Uh, it's a hazy, uh, tropical, uh, very hoppy IPA, seven percent. Uh, it's it's very it's very nice. It's it's malty too, so it's got you know kind of the the thick taste to it as well. So um, it's a, it's a good flavor, man. I gave it a uh, four and a quarter on Untapped. I, I enjoy it. Nice. Let me crack mine open and take a taste. See where we're at. <laughs> the uh, Reckless Ale Works down in Columbia, our friends. Um, oh yeah, that we go to. Can't think of the name of it now, of course. Um, Mercenary. It is their triple IPA. Frisco. Apparently, thank you, Frisco. I'm like it's probably on here somewhere, right? That's ah, um, But yeah, they. Uh, this is their their <clears throat> 16 ounce triple IPA. So. See how it goes. Good stuff. Triple. All right. Oh, that's, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> I don't think All they're right. on Untap though, so I'll have to. Uh, uh no, they are. You got to find it. They, you got to look for it pretty hard though. But all right, well, let's uh, let's jump into it. We got the AFC West tonight, but to bring our guest on. Uh, oh, I should have asked for your last name before this. I'm gonna murder it, and you know it. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna say Michelle, and you can help me out with this last name. Uh, co-host of the Ball Blast co- podcast. Uh, follow her on Twitter at Ball Blast EM. Uh, how's it going, Michelle? Hi, I'm good. How are Hi. you? Thanks good. for having me. My last name's Ma Juke. It's pretty easy ah, actually. Juke. Ma and then Jukebox. All right. Yeah, no, that's way easier than it looks. Yeah. Not going to lie. There's a lot of silent letters. I was thinking like well, I was going to ask you that and then we had all the audio issues before the show that we had to get worked out. So I totally forgot. I apologize for that. Um, so you're in Scott Fishbowl and I reached out to you, uh, saw you in my 1.3 group and thought you know, it'd be cool to have you on. Uh, how is your draft going so far? 
I'm liking it. I, you know, I kept getting sniped there in the beginning. Like, I really wanted Kenyon Drake in the second round. He went one pick before me. I settled with Josh Jacobs. Um, but my running backs, I have Jacobs, Connor, Ingram. I, I like that group, Mark Ingram. Uh, I grabbed my two quarterbacks and Lamar Jackson and Kirk Cousins, which in this scoring format, Kirk Cousins is actually pretty solid. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I got yeah. my tight end and Higby, and then my wide receiver's a little thin. I have Thielen and Parker, but I feel like in this format, that's okay. I'll, I'll pull it together with wide receivers. Yeah, wide receivers, we were saying that on Monday. We did like a little special Scott Fishbowl show on Monday after Monday night. Um, we, you know, we all were saying that you can kind of wait on receivers in this format. Yeah. Uh, so, and it looks like everybody agrees. So, <laughs> um, yeah, everyone yeah. knew that strategy. Yeah, not yeah, a secret. Unfortunately. Yeah. So. Everybody in my league went running back heavy, and that's why I only had one after five, six picks. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so, <clears throat> how we're going to do this is we're going to, you know, do the AFC West. We're going to go position by position. We'll rattle off some ADPs, ADP numbers currently, and then uh, just kind of ask you questions, you know. This division is pretty loaded, so we've got one per team. We don't have that with every division, so um, just kind of give us your opinion, and, and we'll just you know have some conversation here. Oh, if if you want to share what you're drinking, I know you know I mentioned. Oh. So if you want to go ahead and share that, I'm drinking 19 Crimes. Uh, it's a 28 red uh, wine blend. It's really good. It's the only wine I really drink. Um, it's this one. I haven't ventured off and tried different kinds. I just stick with this one. <laughs> Pretty much yeah, that works. Yeah. So, all right. Well, so let's start here off with the uh, with the quarterbacks, and obviously Patty Mahomes number one. Oh, actually, no. Sorry, we have a question first. So, uh, the I'm all off my game. Uh, Pat Mahomes, right? He just signed this crazy 500 million plus contract. You know, I look at contracts like that, and I always think like, oh man, yeah, the guy absolutely deserves that money. He's amazing. But it's so detrimental to the team, in my opinion, like these large, massive contracts. You know, we've seen it in the past with Aaron Rodgers. The Packers weren't really able to rebuild around him. Um, some teams can. But like, <clears throat> in my opinion, you see teams like the Patriots who just kind of kept it going and kept it going. And Tom Brady always kind of gave him discounts. And I think that was huge. Um, do you think Patty Mahomes getting this contract is ultimately going to be detrimental to this team? You know, maybe not this year, but maybe a couple years down the road. I don't think his contract is that bad. It's just, it seems like so much because it's 10 years, you know. But I don't think it's that bad compared to other quarterbacks. And five years from now, what he's making per year is going to look probably like nothing because we've seen these quarterback contracts just increase so much. And if the salary cap keeps increasing, we'll see what happens to the economy with the pandemic. And if the salary cap does go down <laughs> next year, I guess that would change some things. But I think it's going to come down to their drafting ability and they have been a pretty good team in drafting. They just have to stay that way. And I think that's how a franchise can get away with paying a quarterback that way. Yeah, that's, I had that thought too, but, uh, it's still a lot of money. So we'll see what happens. Um, all right. So back to where I was going, Q, QB ADP here. We've got Patty Holmes, number one, Drew Locke, 23, Derek Carr, 25, Tyrod at 40. And then, uh, his partner in crime here, Herbert's actually 36. Maybe I meant, oh, I meant to write 30. So Tyrod's 30, Herbert was 36. So the two Charger quarterbacks pretty much totally off the board here. Um, so we already talked about Mahomes. I'm going to start with somebody different. You know, everybody loves what the Broncos did in this draft. 
and this offseason, bringing in Gordon, drafting Judy, um, to pair and and Hamler really to pair with Sutton and Fant. Um, Locke's ADP isn't really reflecting that, but could he be like a deep sleeper guy who could really just work out this year? Are you asking me? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. So I am off Drew Locke. I know people are very excited for his second year, and nobody would be excited for him if he never had that Texans game. He would be thought of in the same exact way that Haskins is thought of right now, where nobody really wants Haskins. And now Locke is everyone's sleeper, and I would say I'd probably rather Haskins, actually. And Drew Locke had one good game. One great game in the NFL, and that still only turned out to be 23 fantasy points, and that was that seems like the best game he's ever going to have. And the other games, he had 12 points, 8 points, 11 points, 12 points. That was the rest of his games. Mm-hmm. He didn't even have 8 points. Sorry, he had 6. 6 in one game. <laughs> I don't see it with him. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't rush. He's working with two rookies now. Is he always, like, especially this year, he's just going to come together and they're going to be great together. I'm not so sure about that. You saw Sutton's numbers decrease a lot with Locke. I don't like it. Yeah, I think Locke's definitely an interesting uh, interesting quarterback to look at here. Um, like you said, he's with rookies. It's like, okay, well, the rookies aren't even going to have any kind of offseason to deal with here. You have no way to even get any kind of rhythm with these guys until week one, it seems like, because they're not even going to do a preseason potentially. So yeah, I think it's detrimental, but you know, what are they going to all just get in a room and be like, Hey, we're all young and uh, let's figure it out. It's, it's not going to work like that in the NFL and college. Maybe you can make that work, but I'm, I'm off lock too. I have no interest in him this year. Um, maybe as a deep dynasty stash, but that would be potentially it. Anything you think of? Uh, no, I, you guys, you guys pretty much hit it on right on. Uh, I, I just, you know, maybe a two QB league as your second QB, but you know, in your standard one QB league, I, I want really nothing to do with with Locke. You know, he might be a streamer at best. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right. So moving on here, we'll uh go to uh, Las Vegas and talk about some Derek Carr action here. So do we think that Carr, uh, and again, Michelle, this is a question direct for you. Um, you know, can Carr be at least a streaming QB play now that they've added rugs, they've added Edwards, they got Bowden Jr. There. Um, uh, he's got a lot of young weapons to utilize now on top of Waller and uh, Renfro is still there. So hopefully he's healthy and can get back into the, the swing of things there. Jacobs is young. I mean, there's plenty of weapons there. So what do you think with all these new young weapons? Um, maybe he can be a streamer if you're really desperate on a week, a bye week, and he's has you know he's going against an easy pass defense. But what's it, like? I'm never looking to draft him later in drafts. What's his ceiling in the last his entire career in fantasy? He's been quarterback 17. 18, 19, 10, 14, 20. In that 10 year, he had Crabtree and Cooper both go over a thousand yards. That's fantastic. But again, with those two great wide receivers at that time in 2016, he was still just the quarterback 10. I don't rugs and Brian Edwards are automatically just going to be at the status that Crabtree and Cooper were in 2016. And if you're telling me I have to drop the player and his overall ending is ceiling is quarterback 10, and you know his floor is 
nothing. I'm going to, I'm going to go with a guy that actually has potential to break out. We already know what car is. Yeah. Car, car is just a guy in my opinion. You know, he, he might be able to eat up a, you know, some really bad defenses, but he's a dink and dunk guy. I'm not even sure if Ruggs is really a good player for him because he likes to run deep. <laughs> uh, he's a, he's a, he's a speed guy. Uh, I mean, Ruggs can, can obviously catch the little screen pass and make some plays, but I'm not sure it's going to be enough for Carr. Uh, so I'm, I'm off, I'm off car as everybody else should be too. So, yeah. uh, the, the next one's more, I guess, of a two quarterback super flex type question league. Yeah. The chargers, right? The, they got Tyrod and they drafted Herbert. Everybody thought they might sign like a cam or something like that, but it never happened. Um, I mean, realistically, how many games do we think Tyrod's actually going to play this year? I'm saying three. Three. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's just, like, a lot. just like it happened in uh, with Cleveland. I think he's going to show that he's just a guy too. And if he even gets banged up for a second, like he did in Cleveland, it has to go out for one play. And the next guy comes in and shows anything, he's gone. Uh, but I also I don't get the point of the Chargers playing with Taylor. What is like? I keep bringing up Stanley, but how far are you going to go with Taylor? He maybe wins eight games. Even worse, he wins nine, and you go to a wild card, and you get blown out, and then you have yeah. a late draft pick, and like I don't, I don't really get it. And then you don't really see what you have in Herbert. Uh, I mean, I guess the thought there is they've got a pretty good defense. They still got Keenan Allen. They still got Eckler. Uh, Mike Williams is pretty solid. Hunter Henry, like they've got a good team around him. So like, if Tyrod can be at least average, I mean, how good is Rivers last year? He wasn't that good. <laughs> if Tyrod was so. Deep, Dead last year. So. Wasn't good either. Like so, they didn't win very many games either, but they won just enough to not get a super high draft pick. They got lucky that maybe lucky that Herbert fell. Yeah. I guess they did actually get a pretty high draft pick. But do you want Taylor to win eight games? That sounds like the worst possible outcome. I agree, but there's so many teams that do it. So <laughs> it's just one of those like you want to you want to win. You want to keep your fan base interested. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I'm watching Tyra Taylor. Like you already have such a hard time. You're like getting fans, your fans coming to games, whether that happens this year or not. And then viewership, who wants to turn on a game and watch Tyrod Taylor play? Not me. I'll do it, but I'm excited about it. You're talking to Hokies here. I know. I was just going to say, we're both Hokies, so we have a soft spot for Tyrod. But also agree, uh, he's just a guy. Like, honestly, if this pandemic ever goes away, which I sure hopefully that it will at some point and bars are open for good you could walk into a bar in san diego well sorry not san diego los angeles las vegas and see these guys and denver and have no idea who they are because they're they're just guys they're just going to be there to to do what they can do um i believe in herbert either i do not like him I like him more for fantasy purposes. Like, if he plays, he would be a guy that I'm looking at in Superflex leagues, like, as my quarterback three to stash. You can get him super late. I think he, with that rushing ability, I don't really care what he can do with his arm too much, uh, but he does have, one like, a stronger arm. He reminds me, not directly, but, like, a Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, where they're rookie year they were playable in fantasy now they weren't consistent but they had big games and i think that's what herbert could be too uh he just needs a chance to play and he has all the weapons he needs around him like you said yeah i think the other thing to look at too is um just strength of schedule wise i mean their strength of schedule favors 
more of the passing game than the running game. Um, you know, they're, they have a pretty nice schedule, especially for the wide receivers. Um, so if, if whichever one of them gets in there and can actually throw it together, I think that they could, uh, they could succeed. Um, but it might be too little too late at that point. So, all right, well, uh, let's finish up quarterback here. We'll start and end with Mr. Moneybags Mahomes. Uh, two quick questions. If you had to pick between Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, who would it be? I'm going with Lamar. Right. I I chose Lamar in uh, Scott Fish. I would choose Lamar in a super flex if I was going quarterback early in that first round. I think both are fantastic. Love Patrick Mahomes. Love him for fantasy. He's my clear-cut quarterback, too. And it's so close. I can't hate anybody if they decide he's the quarterback one. Lamar just gives you that super safe floor week to week to week. He can have a terrible game like at, for his team and still be great for fantasy. I saw, like He did it last year a couple times where I was like, well, he's yeah. having a real bad game. He still scored 20 points. And then you know his ceiling's like 50 points in a game. So I'm going to go with Lamar. Even if his rushing goes down, I think his passing attempts go up, and he's still going to be a great, uh, just a great quarterback for fantasy. Okay. So then the follow-up is in a one-quarterback fantasy league, are you taking either one of these guys at their current ADP in the mid-late second round? No, I won't. And a one-quarterback, I like to wait till the really end 10th round or later, a guy I'll be looking at is Josh Allen if he lasts it to the 10th round, which he probably won't, but Daniel Jones if he's there. And if I really want to punt the position and go in like the 13th round, Gardner Minshew is actually a really solid choice. And I would be fine yes, with him as a quarterback <laughs> and a one quarterback. I end up streaming the whole year, anyways. It'll be fine. Yeah. And the Minshew mustache has magical powers. <laughs> you and the mustache. <laughs> All right, you just ruined that conversation. We're going to move on. All right, so we got, we got running backs, ADP here. We got Josh Jacobs with 10, Eckler at 12, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at 15, uh, Gordon at 17, and then it drops Damian Williams, 33, Bill Lindsay at 37, and then I paired Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly at 56 and 68. Um, not really relevant for, you know, standard, you know, redraft leagues, but, you know, kind of there for your, your deeper and your dynasty leagues. Um, start off here with Kansas city and, you know, Edwards Hilaire, as soon as he was drafted, everybody went absolutely bonkers after this guy. Like I saw mocks and, you know, early picks, early, early league drafts where he was late first round, early second round. And I was like, Whoa, let's hold our horses here. Now that's, that's kind of died off a little bit, but he's still pretty up there. Um, we're talking late second, early third, probably in most cases at this point. Is he a little overhyped still? You know, like I feel like a lot of people think he's going to be this year's like Kareem Hunt for that team. What do you think? I, yeah, I, I'm on the Clyde Edwards Hilaire train. He is going early, so I'm not going to get too much of him because I wouldn't feel comfortable taking him until that turn that two three turn and I would prefer to have him early third and he's probably not going to be lasting there but when you're looking at the running backs around there I think it's fair they all have their own risks Damian Williams was really bad last year no matter what anybody wants to say and I know he had that one great play in the Super Bowl and everyone wants to excuse his entire year but he gained nearly this is the most bizarre stat to me he gained nearly 40 percent of his total rushing yards 40 percent of his total rushing yards in the whole season on three carries wow 
On the other, so he had 111 carries. Man, man. On the other 108 carries, he averaged 2.8 yards per carry. Oof, that's bad. Yeah, that's I did not realize that. <laughs> yeah, he was only so. I did that for everyone. I took everyone's breakaway runs away, um, runs over 15 yards. He only had a better yards per carry when you take away all those breakaway runs than Peyton Barber, Frank Gore, and Tevin Coleman. And you have to remember, those guys had a lot more than three breakaway runs. So I'm taking away a lot more runs. Like, I only took away three runs for him. He had 2.8, <laughs> only better than Barber, Gore, and Coleman. Like, that's so bad. Yeah. And Barber was timeshare. Gore was timeshare. Coleman, timeshare. And they were all really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Really bad is uh, an understatement. <laughs> I. I do like Dame a little bit more this year. I think that they're going to try to bring CH along a little slower. Um, I, I love the draft pick, and I called it uh, on the show live. That was phenomenal. Shocked the world. Um, just still pissed about it. I am pissed. Uh, I six pack, don't I? <laughs> That's good. Yes, you do, actually. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. That's uh, I will write that in these show notes. Joe he jumps on at the end of the draft, me. and we've all been a few of these deep. And he's just like, you know what? They're doing it. They're going. They're doing Ceh. And I was like, what? No. Oh my god. Yeah, I was like, they're gonna. It was like <laughs> was three so picks mad. before Kansas City was even close to being up, and I was like, they're gonna. They're gonna do it. They're gonna take a running back. And then right before they went on the clock, I think I said, calling it right now. They're going with uh, Edwards Alaire. That's and then it's like, oh, pick is in, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Told I you. thought they might go swift. I was surprised by yeah. Everett's pick. I really liked him as a prospect. I was excited for him. I just didn't expect him to go in the first round, but I'm happy he did. Yeah, I, I love the pick. I think he, uh, Andy Reid definitely sees a lot of Brian Westbrook in him. Um, so we'll see if that, if that pans out or not. So, all right, well, let's move on to uh, back to Vegas here. Um, uh, you know, we keep hearing, but we want to see and expect that Jacobs is going to get more work in the passing game. Um, I, I mean, is it going to happen with all of these new wide receiving weapons that we just talked about? I don't know. I want it to happen. He's a great runner on the ground. He really, you know, showed himself last year. He showed what he can be breaking all those tackles and avoided tackles the best in the league. I think he can be a lead league leader in rushing yards that got me all tongue twisted uh but with his targets i'm not sure now he had a fractured shoulder for about half the games he played last year was that part of it he wasn't really seeing targets before that but maybe that's why they never increased i'm not really sure but like they drafted limboden like you said that he i think he fills the deandre washington role he left and then why did they sign Devontae booker nobody knows but gruden i could see using him for no reason Booker's going to get like four touchdown snipes this year and have seven yards. I know. <laughs> but somehow have a negative yards per carry. Watch. I don't know what to do with <laughs> Right now he's my running back 13 in PPR. And I, I like him more than that. I just don't know how to increase his projections. I, yeah. No, I'm with you. I so I, I do mine half PPR. That's where I start because of fancy pros um, and all my leagues. I've switched over to half PPR. So this is where I start. So I've got him 11. So I feel like if it was PPR, I'd probably drop him a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, his, his ADP is what I say it was 10. So I mean, right around there. I mean, he's kind of spot on right where he's supposed to be going. But 
I think if I had him and a couple of guys behind him, like right there, and I had to make a choice, I don't think I would take him just because you, you're you looking for guys who can catch passes, and I'm just not sure where it's coming from this year. I mean, maybe he shocks the world and he gets Fournette 100 targets, but I'm not buying it. <laughs> I would not bet on it. No, yes. I, I'm not either. Uh, I, I'm off of Jacobs this year. So. I'm not off of him. I just I'm not looking to grab him. Yeah, it's, it's good. I'm, he's got I'm a, off he's his got ADP. Yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got to fall a couple guys. Yeah, in my opinion. So, uh, move over here to LA. We've got Austin Eckler. He was just absolutely amazing last year. Obviously, in the beginning of the year when Gordon was out, he was like RB three or four or something crazy like that. It dropped, you know, fairly decent once Gordon came back, but he was still. Really, really good. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what he finished. Um, now Gordon's out of the picture. We know that. Um, they do have these, you know, the second year and the rookie who some people think are, are going to be, you know, taking over the Gordon role, one or maybe both of them combined. Uh, I mean, how much does that matter for Eckler? Or, and, and can he be better this year without Gordon there? I don't think there's any being better. I mean, he was pretty great last year, and I think his targets do go down by a chunk. He still will be one of the most targeted running backs in the league, but I think it'll still be around that 80-90 range instead of that 100-plus range without Phil Rivers there. Rivers just, he passes to the running back nonstop. He's a statue back there. And now no matter what quarterback you have in Tyrod or in Herbert, you have guys that would prefer to scramble and run out of the pocket when they're in trouble instead of check down to the running back. So I do think his targets go down. He'll still be used in that way. It's just going to go down, but I think his rushing attempts will go up. I have him just over about 200 carries. I think that's doable for him. I I think Kelly and Jackson will have their roles, but I don't think it's going to be too big of, of roles. And I think they'll be splitting. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Eckler's still going to be good, but, you know, as I was trying to allude to a little bit earlier, their their strength of schedule, you know, per pro uh, pro football focus, it was not very good. Um, you know, they're they're basically in the bottom ten of of teams. They start off with a pretty decent schedule, but then it gets tough for another three games. It's kind of good, and then it just is really mediocre. You know, the rest of the way, they really only have one game that's a really good game in week 12. Um, so I think that's going to hurt them a little bit, especially with him being the go-to guy. I know he was to start the season last year and he was still productive um, when he finished out uh, with Gordon back in the fold. But I, I like Eckler this year, especially after that one tweet went out saying, I can't remember what it was, but it was, you know, I was like, well, everybody in Scott Fishbowl is going to be on him now because of this. So, yeah, it was kind of funny. Yeah. He <laughs> says he tweet- does his ball out, which is so true. It's all yeah. <laughs> exactly. I know. I know what you're talking about. We won't mention names, but yeah, <laughs> just move on here. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> back to uh, his his old uh, barrier mate there. Gordon um, stayed in the division, uh, but he went to Denver. Do you think Gordon can replicate the same types of seasons he's had with the Chargers when he's been on the field? You know, no, because, again, it comes back to Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers uses his running back so much. Last year with Drew Locke, it's such a small sample size, so I don't want to say anything for sure. But in those five games, 
Freeman's and Lindsay's targets went down by a good chunk when Locke was in the game compared to Flacco. So I don't know if he's going to use Gordon as much. And I do think Philip Lindsay and Freeman being there, Gordon's not going to get all the touches. And I, I guess he had to share with Eckler before, but I mean, Gordon really only had one year with any efficiency. Besides that, he was always under four yards per carry. Yes. I'm not sure going to a new team, I, like the Broncos line isn't some like amazing offensive line. I don't see how his efficiency just jumps back up. I think that 2018 year was just an outlier because it's always been 3.5, 3.9, 3.9, then 5.1, and then 3.8. Him getting older, he gets injured a lot. I'm probably not going to touch him. He could be a steal in drafts, but there's too many other guys I'd rather have. I feel like I've been very negative on this conference or on this division. <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I agree. I agree with everything you're saying there. Uh, I actually wrote the, the, the Broncos, uh, the, the, the Broncos preview, um, or yeah, I don't know. No, you had, Oh, I wrote, I wrote something about Gordon. Oh, it was a fancy pros article. I wrote something. It was yeah. like the biggest bust or whatever. And I picked Gordon out of like the top 60. It was like a guy, not a biggest bust, but it was like somebody you won't have at their current ADP. And I want nothing to do with Gordon. I get like RB 17, like who are you really getting? That you know, and he's got history of being productive. But if he's not scoring touchdowns, and I'm not sure the Denver offense is going to be scoring a lot of touchdowns, I don't see him replicating any of his uh, success in the past. I mean, like you said, it was all Philip Rivers, like just carrying that offense down the field. Him and him and Allen and Gordon just getting a lot of goal line, you know, red zone work and just pounding it in. He was super inefficient his entire yeah. career, except for one year. So, yeah, it's spot on there. I totally, I totally agree with everything you just said. So. Um, all right. So before we continue to our receivers, uh, we are giving away uh, this week and next week, uh, the last two weeks, uh, a footballguys.com subscription. And this week we had a contest where we had people just randomly give us uh, sleeper picks for the division. We just I did a randomizer using the 100 yard dash program i don't know if you guys have ever used it but it's it's fun to do uh it's it's more for like picking draft order but yeah. I, I did it for this because we had like 12 entries so it was like perfect uh but at dr underscore pra dr pra i'm guessing or drew pra i don't know what it is what it is anyway he said mike williams will explode wide receiver one results rest of the season once herbert takes over elite arm strength plus strong contested catch rate plus trailing lots of games equals djaf results all right um i like it so congrats drew i will be messaging you dming you on twitter i need your email to pass along to the guys and uh we will get you set up with that subscription so uh be, be on the lookout for that i'll 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 DM you after the show ends. All right. So wide receivers, ADP. There's a, there's a bunch here. Um, obviously Tyreek Hill leads the way. Number three, Sutton 16, Allen at 19, Mike Williams, big drop here to the next set of guys here, but Mike Williams, 41, Jerry, Judy, 44, Miko Harmon at 47, Sammy Watkins at 49, and then Henry Ruggs and Renfro at 53 and 64. And then his other teammate, Ty Williams is 69. So the Raiders, uh, in my opinion, they surprised everybody in the draft taking rugs as the first receiver off the board. Um, I also kind of find it interesting that both him and Renfro are ahead of Tyro Williams in ADP. Um, 
I'm not sure I'm buying that yet. As uh, he should, as they should be. So I, what do you want from Tyrell Williams? He's I don't know. He's not good, but like rookies, <laughs> look, Renfro was all right last year, but he was all right, you know. And uh, then Ruggs, he's a rookie who's not going to get an off season. So okay, I don't I'm know. I'm saying to go buy them, but I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not drafting Tyrell Williams. Like no, I'm not drafting any of them. Yeah, if, <laughs> if I had to draft one, it would actually be Brian Edwards, the third round draft pick. I think he's yeah. more true wide receiver one. In the way that Anthony called CH to Kansas City, I called Henry Ruggs to to Las Vegas. Called that. All right. I had a. I knew Ruggs was going to be the first Fed receiver off the board. Everyone wants to be the next Chiefs. They want their next Tyree Kill. I think that's what they're trying to do here. I mean, he didn't put up production in Alabama. I know he had a lot of competition there with targets, but normally, if you don't produce in your college offense you don't really put up numbers in the nfl we'll see what happens i'm definitely not drafting him his rookie season if i miss i miss that's fine yeah all right so that pretty much answers the question you don't expect a whole ton of him in year one yeah. um so but okay so elaborate a little on the brian edwards thing so i just i like brian edwards tape i thought he should have gone earlier than the third round i thought he should have been a second round pick he looks like a true wide receiver one and i think the way that rugs is going to help this offense the most is that he's going to get players open his speed is going to get players open i don't know if it's going to impact his numbers and he's going to get a ton of targets but i think it's going to open up everyone else so i always said the wide receiver that got to play across from rugs is going to be great so i thought he would have been great in san fran with debo i thought debo would have really um succeeded rugs there so now with brian edwards i'm sure it'll take time he's a rookie like the rest of them but i really like edwards moving forward with rugs on the opposite side with that speed yeah i I, i'm a i'm a believer in uh in edwards as well i think he's he was a solid ad for them he seems like a pure receiver too um you know, six three, two fifteen. You know, not not super beefy, but good size for for a receiver. So and I like his upside. He's playing, he's strong. Yeah, I actually like Renfro. Do you guys like Renfro? I I loved him coming out of college. I mean, I yeah. watched him a ton. We're, you know, obviously we're Virginia Tech fa- uh, fans here. Both me and AJ both graduated there, so I so watched a lot of ACC ball. The dude's just always around when you need him. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I, I loved him coming out of college and uh, he was a big time sleeper deep pick for me in, in rookie drafts last year. Got sniped by a couple friends in my leagues that I t- accidentally told that to. And I'm pissed. Yeah. Uh, Keenan, um, if you're ever listening. Um, <laughs> so I think he could end up in that in that core having the most fantasy points. It doesn't mean it's going to be a ton. But right, I think in 2020, right. I wouldn't be surprised if Renfro was the best wide receiver on that team and targets yeah. and in yards he saw a ton of targets last year before he got injured and that was his rookie year Carr clearly yeah, had yeah. a connection with him i like run for late he'll be a target of mine and, and scotty fish if i can get him yeah i mean Carr. the one thing with Carr, you know he doesn't like to throw downfield so he likes that easy completion and, and renfro plays that slot you know just give me the ball figure out things later type of guy so that's exactly why i like renfro especially ppr leagues it's going to rack know up if points. cars even strong enough to throw down the field. <laughs> you don't know anymore. He doesn't do it. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So, moving back into uh, the uh, LA Chargers here. So, Keenan Allen, post injury years, I mean, this guy's been one of the most reliable receivers in the NFL. Of course, that's obviously with Phil Rivers, um, who we've been talking about. But D 
do you think that he can still be as good with Tyrod or Herbert combining to throw the ball to him? The real question is, is he that reliable? He is maybe for the Chargers, but in fantasy, he is always super hot or super cold. He has these strings of games where he's just the best in the league in fantasy, and then he has a string of games where you're like, I don't even know what to do with this guy. I don't even know if I can roster him. Like, this is how bad <laughs> he is. I had actual questions last year because I get questions every you know week tell, asking what to do with their rosters. A lot of them were like, Keenan Allen, like, I can't even start him anymore, right? Because he was so bad in the middle of the year. And that's why he, I feel like he does that every year. He has some really great games and a string of really bad games. This will be his very first season in the NFL without Philip Rivers because Rivers was always healthy. Mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor makes me feel a little bit better with uh, Keenan Allen. But if he gets benched for Herbert, I have no idea what that connection is going to be like. So I've been saying this a lot, but I'm going to stay off of him. Apparently, I'm staying off of all the AFC West. Everything AFC West. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you're wrong because I took him Scott Fishbowl. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I took him as Scott Fishbowl. Different different strategy there. Obviously, half PPR and you get the half point for the first down. So he's a first down monster if he gets to the targets. So that's kind of why I went for him. Otherwise, I would have taken some some other guys, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree with you that, that he does lose quite a bit without Rivers there. I mean, Rivers, you know, as we've mentioned before, Rivers was just kind of a steady person in that in that offense. He was obviously declining the last couple of years, um, but it just, you know, the off, he knew the offense. The players knew him. It was just comfortable, and everybody could just contribute and do what they needed to do and, and produce. Um, even if it wasn't a super high level, it was good enough to be, to be fantasy relevant. So yeah, I'm a little yeah. down on Allen. I'm not totally avoiding him, but he I probably think, won't be a, a super like target for me. I think Mike Williams with Herbert could be really interesting. Yeah. He's, hey, you and, uh, you and our winner. <laughs> I, I'm not even a Mike Williams guy at all. Like I was, hating on him pretty hard last year. I was known as a Mike Williams hater last offseason. I was telling everyone not to draft him. But I was actually kind of wrong at the same time as being right. I mean, he was terrible for fantasy. He still put up a 1,000 yards. He just right. didn't touchdowns. So I, I was wrong while being right. I'll admit that. I was wrong. While, but also, but he was being overdrafted because he had that one yeah. Yeah. season before. He scored 10 times, right? He had re- yeah, he had ridiculous end zone numbers. He may have been like 11 or 12. I don't remember how high it was. It was so high. Him fourth and fifth round last year and that's why i was the hater i'm using quotes here right never hate the player i hate (laughs) so bad and now his cost went the complete opposite way where he's going like the 11th round now now i'm like okay that's when you take a chance on a guy with talent like that's when you take that risk it's not last year when he's going in the fourth and fifth round yeah adp of 41 and half ppr league it's that's pretty amazing for a guy who put up 10 touchdowns or so whatever around that number just yeah. two years ago I'll, I'll take it all day yeah. so i mean to me to me keenan allen is the the bag of cheetos and the the warm fuzzy blanket that you get for movie night <laughs> I, I want nothing to do with him in fantasy i don't know i don't know why i've just never been a fan of his i think and i don't think i even ever owned him in his injury years it was just Eh, he's an injury guy. I don't want anything to do with him. But then he shows up and he he plays well, you know, or had with Rivers. But I'm I'm tentative to to go after him this year. He started myself. with three massive, insane games, and I think that really yeah. 
this overall ending and it makes him look much better than he was because there was so many games where you put him in your lineup and he lost you weeks. Like as much as he helped you win weeks and earlier in the season, he lost you weeks Mm -hmm. later on. And he does that all of the time, all of the time. A lot of years. Can I, can I go back around and redo my Scott Fishbowl <laughs> pick? Man, you're making me feel real bad about this one. <laughs> the first down, <laughs> nice pick. He, he will Thanks. be the first down target. It'll be fine in the scoring Everyone in your divisions. Pat, like, yes, my back. thank you. Like, it'll be okay. It's, it's all right. <laughs> all right, let's move on here. Point. Kansas City, Tyreek Hill, obviously the big man on campus here in the AFC West when it comes to receivers. He was a bit more consistent last year i feel like but uh, in in years past he's always big boomer bust guy um he was a little bit of that last year but again he he kind of leveled off a little bit more he still had his massive games but his low games weren't as bad i feel like um i mean are we expecting more of that or are we expecting him to kind of go back to super boom or super bust I I really like Tyreek Hill moving forward. Uh, you know, last year was his second season with Mahomes. He was hurt pretty often. Like, he got a couple injuries throughout the year, was dealing with those. And he only had two games, two of his, whatever, ten games I think he played, um, with fewer than five receptions. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, two of the games that he played at least 18% of the game. Because there was a couple games there where he played for, like, the first second, and then he left with an injury, which would have killed you, which stinks but if he stays healthy next year a third season with Mahomes, i think the connection is going to be great he put up 860 yards and seven touchdowns in 10 games that's pretty great that's yeah. good numbers that's a you know if that's 16 games it's going to look beautiful at the end i love anyone connected to Mahomes. really like you can even talk me into sammy Watkins, which i know i shouldn't be yeah. so I'll, I'll buy hell at the wide receiver <laughs> i think that's fine Right, so you're are you taking him the number three receiver? Yeah, uh, yeah, I would be okay with that. Okay. Like I want, I want Thomas, I want Adams, and then he would be right there in discussion with like a Julio. Yeah, Julio's okay. very robust too, so I would take him. Yeah, yeah. Julio's, Julio's like big problem is never zone. gets in the end zone. <laughs> He's a twenties to twenties guy, that or, or really like you know. Two-yard line to two-yard line, I feel like. So, all right. So, the last uh, last guy we got here is uh, Mr. Sutton in Denver. So, we've seen his ADP drop from early second round all the way down to early fourth. I mean, do we know why this is happening? Yes, we do know why. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I've already said this. Wait, no, <laughs> I know, I'm reading this. I'm like, why am I even going to how, how, how can I phrase this without trying to say it's Drew Locke? Duh. <laughs> Honestly, I can't believe he hasn't gone further than the fourth. I won't even I look his way in the fourth round. Uh, he was not good for fantasy with Drew Locke. That's just all it comes down to. I know it was just five games, but in those five games, he was on pace for 128 targets. In the 11 games of Flacco, he was on pace for 125 targets. So he was still on pace for the same amount of targets. The difference is with Flacco, he was on pace for 1,210 yards. And with Drew Locke, he was on pace for 890 yards. That's a big difference in receiving yards. The target, the depth of targets was just completely different with Locke versus Flacco. So 
not only, so it's not that he wasn't getting targets and maybe next year he'll get targets. He was getting targeted. He was on pace for 128 targets. But for him to be a good fantasy option next year, you need those targets to increase by a good chunk or you're going to get 890 yards from him. And he's not like this big touchdown guy, even though he's a big body, which is confusing. Um, So I just, I don't see it happening for him with all the additions to the offense. They're still rookies, but Judy's going to get involved. Hamler's going to get involved. Fant, and then you have Gordon there now. And how are his how are his targets going to increase? I don't see an opportunity there. Yeah, yeah. I like I, I like Sutton the player. I don't like the offense he's in, and I, I think that's kind of the the re- reoccurring theme of this show is is Denver's kind of. It's all Locke needs to take a big step forward for this offense to be productive. These guys are going to have their games, obviously, because everybody does when they have talent. But getting consistency out of them is going to be the problem. So, Locke, yeah. or Locke, not Locke. I wish it was Andrew Locke. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Can they just go get him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Drew Locke had one of the lowest uh, average depths of targets in the whole league. I think he was only behind uh, or only ahead of, I guess, Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges, which those ooh, two great ooh, players ooh. are great. So his playmakers are really going to struggle unless they're really good after the catch. And that's not something that Sutton excels in. I think that's something that Judy could be great in. He can yeah, bring a lot yeah, of them yeah. to the house. But his average depth of target is so low that Sutton's going to need so many targets to be great. Yeah. yeah. I was in a five-step drop, and I threw it to the three-step drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Threw it mid-drop. Is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> idea all right i'm making up stuff here uh all right let's finish up here with tight end this is probably going to be the only division where we actually have four questions about the tight end because i looked at this and was like oh wow because we've had like one or two so far so yeah. it's been it's been real short the end but this one won't be unfortunately so uh not that i don't love talking to all of you but uh i'm sure people like to keep it under an hour but we 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 always go over but it's okay. All right, starting off here, Kelsey 1, Waller 5, Hunter Henry 6, Fant 12. Um kind of the same question we had before with the quarterbacks here. You know, there's a big debate between who's the top tight end, Kelsey or Kittle. Who's who's your thought here? I am close, but Kelsey's still going to stay, stay in that top spot. All he does is end as the tight end one year after year yeah. after year. He he does it. I'm not going to I'm not going to say he's not going to do it because that would be foolish of me. So Kelsey connected to Mahomes. He's this guy. He's going to score the touchdowns. I do think Kittle's going to be fantastic this year. So I'm not going to be upset if I miss out on a Kittle and I had to grab a kill or miss out on Kelsey and had to grab a Kittle, especially with the Debo injury. Like Kittle is already the right. main target in that offense, but now even more. I'm still sticking with Kelsey though. The offense is just better. Scores more points, Kelsey, all the way. Tender yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like, I feel like I like Kittle more this year for some reason, but overall and, and body of work, I still think you got to give it to Kelsey. So, all right. So moving uh, over to Darren Waller. So he was definitely a target hog last season with 117 targets. I mean, do you think he can even get even close to that with, again, the various weapons that the Raiders have added, including a healthy Hunter Renfro? 
I don't know if he's going to hit 117 again, but I do think he can get very close to 100. And I think that's okay. And I still think he can be a top five tight end in that way because he only scored three touchdowns last year. So if those just increase to the normal right. six-ish that he should have got, and he could end up scoring a lot more. He's a big body tight end. He's yeah. targeted a lot. That was wild. He only scored three times last year. Uh, I, I think he can lose a, a decent chunk of targets and still be very good for fantasy as long as those touchdowns increase. Hopefully, Witten doesn't take too many of those targets or, runs up or end zone targets. But I'm still a big fan of Darren Waller this year. Like I said, we can't just count on two rookies coming in and grabbing all these targets away from established vets that have been there. Any thoughts on Waller, Joe? Uh, I mean... Yeah, I, I, I actually have forgotten about the the lack of touchdowns because my, my initial thought coming into this was that, yeah, he, he will lose targets and therefore his value will go down. But I mean, if he can score, you know, two, three more touchdowns, that's going to make it up, you know. So I think he'll be OK. I've still got him, you know, top five, six tight end. Um, and I think that's OK. I'm probably passing on most of these, you know, first half of the ADP tight ends in the top 12 just because there's a bunch of guys behind him that I, I think can can either jump them or be almost just as good. But, you know, if you if you snag Waller, there's I have no issues with that, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, he, an, he sorry, I was going to say he hung around till the, the 605 in my Scott Fish division. It was very it's been very tight end slow. So I don't know if everybody's just on the board of, hey, we're just going to wait and get people late unless somebody we really want falls to us. Or what? But I am done. That's kind of what I did with Ingram. It's like, yeah, I'll take him. Ooh, and I am up in my Scott Fishbowl League. Oh, it my is, pick. It flew. On air picks. It flew. I was excited. up just a few minutes ago, and I picked without you guys knowing. But uh, mm-hmm. I went with Deontay Johnson. I went with a homer pick. Homer Steele. Nice. What route are you in? Uh, nine. Nine oh three. Took him. Okay. So you're, you're just ahead of me. I'm at the 810. I'm so, like, the tight end run did not happen. So it stopped with Hawkinson. I'm so, so, so nice. tempted to grab Hurst here because it's going to happen. You know, Hurst went right after me when I picked Deontay, and it kind of hurts. Hey. Uh, uh, but no, it, I didn't mean <laughs> to actually do that. But I don't know if I'm going to regret that decision. I already have Higby, and I needed yeah. a wide receiver. See, I don't have a tight end yet, so Hurst would be my first. Yeah, I feel like this is a no-brainer pick for me. First is the first. I mean, it rhymes. It makes sense. I mean, we've we've got an eighth round. I don't know. I just Uh, read an article on ballblastfootball.com about why Hayden Hurst will be the next breakout tight end. So everyone go give that a read. I put some good work into it. But if you want to go read it now, too, since you just picked Hurst uh, to pump yourself up. I'm working on it. We're we got, a, we got about 10 minutes left in the show. Not even. So we will, uh, I might just, I don't know. You maybe, will pick on air. Right. All right. <sighs> Fine. On I mean, yeah. we, we already know but, you're taking Hurst. Come on. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I got to look to see who else now, is actually his, available. I haven't I looked in say, six hours because the guy, because <laughs> well, the one guy didn't pick forever. So I do at least need to like give myself a chance to look at who's available. I, I think you should see. You yeah, should give I, yourself a chance. I mean, I was, hey, Devontae Parker stared at my face. <laughs> Jeff's chiming in. What What? what are you what, saying, what Jeff? Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I wish I went first. Wait, kind of. six tight ends just went leading up to you? Is that what you said? Oh. But you're yeah. at the turn, so you can take two of those three and, uh, you know, hope Jace... Jace uh, was Sternberger's. Is that his name? No, what's wrong with you? (laughs) I'm just saying, hopefully he makes it back through this run. Uh, Now, look at looking at the uh, the PFF uh, tight end ranking here. And I feel like this these charts are are a little older or they're just straight up different, probably better than fantasy pros. But I don't know. I mean, Hurst wasn't getting a lot of love. Uh, they have Atlanta ranked dead last in strength of schedule. And as talented and, well, as good as Austin Hooper was last year for them, and everybody's buying into this Hurst, including myself. I love Hurst this year. I don't know. Like, I see these, like, reddish yellow colors on this chart now and only a few greens. I'm like, oh. How to get the tight end in the right spot, though, in the zone. And I think it's going to be okay. Do you know how many times Atlanta asked Austin Hooper to stay in and block, to pass block? 35 on the entire season. 35 times. They had 744 passing snaps and only 35 times he had to stay in and block. You got to wonder if that's going to matter. That's going to change now, though, that Gurley's there. They have a real running back to use. That could change. And Hurst can really really, Hurst can really block. So that could change, but yeah. I still like Hurst a lot. I mean, my other options are Cook, who I like, big touchdown dependent guy, Gronk. I uh, I can't do it. Austin <laughs> Hooper. I don't like him going to Cleveland. And then I'm looking at the the Jarwins and the Doyles and everybody else that Jeff just said he hates. So <laughs> I feel yeah. like I've already talked myself into Hurst. I would, yeah. I mean, All right. let's do the next question and then I'll pick. All right, Hunter Henry. Um, He's got a lot of talent, right? We all like it when he plays, but his problem is playing, right? Um, and then, you know, of course, the new quarterback this year, I'm not – I feel like Tyrod's kind of indifferent to the tight end, but it's he's okay with it. Um, I mean, do you trust him enough to take him as the tight end six? I The only reason I don't trust him is because of – a, injuries, and then B, if Tyrod Taylor does get benched. So it keeps going back to that, like who's the quarterback. But Tyrod Taylor did make Charles Clay a thing in Buffalo. Like he's an actual fantasy tight end I wanted at that time. He was really good for fantasy, actually. So if he can right. make Charles Clay a thing, like I feel like he could use Hunter Henry. Uh, I will say that I think it was like 2015. After the 2015 season, I, I would have to go back. I traded Charles no, I traded <laughs> George Kittle, young little George Kittle, young little rookie George Kittle for oh. Charles Clay straight up. Oh, yeah, that, that hurts. Please, please that tell hurt. me that was a redraft. No, a dynasty league. Oh, um, Ooh, brutal. Yeah, that was really stupid. I, I mean, we can't predict the future. We're just out here playing this it, game for fun. And It was uh, one of my first years in dynasty. I wasn't uh, doing like. Yeah. stuff i wasn't watching film so i i was stupid you want to hear something funny about so i have george kill in my dynasty league uh my dynasty league is not to me it's not a real dynasty league like we keep all the players but like it's not deep enough so my league like basically likes p- 
players on the waiver wire available every year. Uh, Not okay. to where it's like redraft, but like we only have 25 roster spots, which just isn't enough in my opinion. So there's just too much out there. And nobody goes hard at the tight end. So in the third year or whatever it was of the league, like my tight end was dead. And I reached, I looked out there, I was like, oh, who's here? Who, oh, this George Kittle guy's been pretty good. Let me pick him up. Oh, <laughs> he was nice. available. And, I was like, <laughs> and obviously he became amazing. So I'm like, yeah, I've got my tight end forever. <laughs> so. I picked Darren Waller up in almost every dynasty league I'm in last year off the waiver super early and then traded him before the season in every league. So you guys stop trading tight ends. So there's the moral yeah. of the story. Yeah, <laughs> I do. All right. I'm going to pull the trigger. I will absolutely go Hayden Hurst. I got to do it. I got to go with my gut. Um, and then you hopefully get you guys, I mean, we've been talking to him up so much this year. It's hard to I not know. go. I mean, there's it. a couple other guys I like there's, you know, but I've got, I've got three receivers or two receivers. I've got three running backs. I've got two, two quarterbacks already. Um, I needed the tight end and I was, not expecting Hurst to come through one, two, three, four teams who did not have a tight end to get back to me. So I'm pretty shocked. Um, I could actually go tight end, tight end here if I really wanted to. And <laughs> I might, um, but probably won't. I, I still, is, I think I'm going to grab one. Is this around the time in our mock when I went Gasecki? Did I go Hurst Gasecki on you? Did. In the mock? You totally did to me. <laughs> Yeah, this is why I don't mock with any of my friends because they all like, snake me. Jonathan uh, Chan, if you're listening, you also, buddy, did the same thing to me in the other one. And they get a kick out of it. It's funny. But um, yeah, it's great. It's good thing I don't draft with you for real in Scott Fishbowl. All right. Yeah. Last question, AJ. Let's let's finish this all up. All right. So Noah Fant, he was such a huge tight end prospect last season as uh, seemingly every year these rookie tight ends are. Um, but he mostly struggled. Um, I mean, do you see a, a, a bigger second year jump for him or with, you know, these nice rookie receivers and uh, and and Locke, you know, sitting down at last call at the bar in Denver? <laughs> I feel so bad. I keep going into Locke here. <laughs> I, he seems like such a sweet kid. He seems like I, I'm rooting for him. No, he's uh, wrapping on the sideline. You, sir, like are a nice guy, <laughs> but, but I hate you. <laughs> Uh, looking at oh, the stat lines with Noah Fant and Drew Locke, I mean, one reception for five yards, two receptions for 10 yards, one reception for four yards. And then he had two, like, so the, those were in order. He had two receptions for 56 yards. Okay. I guess you get seven points there. Um, but one of the receptions went for 43 yards. It was just a broken play by the defense. And then he had one great game. It was his Houston game. And this is what I'm saying. If the Houston game never happened, nobody would be pumped about this offense. Uh, but four receptions for 113 yards, that's great. Still only four receptions. Like, you're going to need him to break tackles, to get so many yards after contact and after the catch off of one and two receptions every game. I'm not feeling him. Not feeling him. Yeah. yeah, as I obviously threw him into that crap pile of like, you don't want Fant. I pretty much, you guys pretty much know how I feel about him. So he's an uber talented <laughs> tight end. Yeah. And he'll be good in his career. I just don't think not so. Yet. Sure. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I'm not really on this train at all. Um, they also have uh, the, the rookie that they drafted. I am going to butcher his name. Uh, Albert. Oh, 
Oh, sure. Bunham. Oak we Bunham. Oak we Gab Bunham. I just thought because I, I will never be able to say this. Dude, I mean, this guy's a monster. He's 6'5", 258, um, coming out of Missouri. I, I like him a lot in Dynasty, um, but... You know, I, I feel like they they need to they need to get something going here, and and with everything going on this year, I just don't know how this offense is really gonna pan out. I think they're gonna rely heavily on their defense again, and uh, and kind of go from there. So I'm I'm off a of fan too. And usually, when we see t- uh, breakout tight ends, it's because the offense desperately needs pass catching weapons because they don't have them. Yeah. And that's not what we have at all in this. No, there's plenty of guys that can catch the ball here in Denver. It's just which one's going to get the two receptions for eight yards this, this week. Backs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, All right. Well, that is it for the AFC West preview. Michelle, I want to thank you for coming on and uh, sharing your thoughts. It was great stuff. Um, go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you on the Internet and uh, everything you got going on. Yeah, thank you so much again for having me. This was a blast, but and saying blast, I say blast <laughs> time now, and I'm like it always reminds me of our brand name. But we're uh, my wife and I have a ball blast podcast. It's about fantasy football, and we're a little bit more redraft focused, but we definitely get into the rookies and dynasty values throughout the off season. You can find all of our articles and podcasts on ballblastfootball.com. If you're just looking for the podcast, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. All the good stuff is ballplast, one word. Uh, you can find all of my tweets. That's I tweet all the time. I put a lot of my work just into Twitter threads. But you can find that at ballblastem, ballblastem. And uh, I think that's about it. My my wife, uh, Kate, you can find her at ffballblast, and she writes for Roto World. Um, they're starting back up here now after quarantine and all that good stuff with COVID. But you can find her articles on Roto World starting next week. Awesome. Yeah, thanks a lot for coming on. It was great, great conversation. And, uh, enjoyed having you with us. Yeah, thanks again. All right, have a good night. Bye. All right. All right, AJ. Uh, that's it. We could wait for my next pick, but who knows how long it'll take. So no point. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy to have Hurst. I feel like that kind of rounds out like the the core of my team. I might be able to snag another good receiver here. Uh, and feel really, really good about it. My second tight end can be just kind of a, a shot in the dark. There's a bunch of guys like late. Like if I take Jarwin as my second tight end, I'm, I'm way more happy about it than my first. So, um, it's just one of those like I was, man, I'm just I'm utterly shocked at the teams here that did not take a tight end right now uh, that, that need one, you know, in a tight end premium league. I get it, it's not as desperate this year as it was last year, um, but I'm, I'm I'm actually just just quite shocked. There's another team who just took his third quarterback and has only one running back. He took four receivers. I was like, I'm utterly baffled by some of the draft strategies here. But hey, you know this is the type of league where random things like that will work. Um, yeah. So <laughs> who knows? Uh, I'm definitely not getting a good third quarterback as the 28th quarterback has now been taken in by round eight. And I was not one of those teams that grabbed the third quarterback. Eight. Okay. Yeah. So Philip we Rivers have... just went. Mm. I'm not getting a good third quarterback, period. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm going to have to take a shot on somebody who could be a backup and hopefully it works. Worked for me last year with Fitz. 
And that uh, worked really well for me last year with Fitzgerald. Yeah. Fitzpatrick. And this. I keep saying Fitzgerald. I did that in another show, too. Um, Fitzpatrick. Uh, so <clears throat> we'll see how that works out. I'll go after, you know, some of these these backups for quarterbacks who are kind of on the fence to get the full season of playing time. Yeah. Possibly so a Herbert. <laughs> we, so. I, yeah. I mean, that's kind of where you got to look at this point. Um, <clears throat> if you're if you're beyond the known starters you, you got to try to go with one of these guys that you think is going to have x amount of games and hopefully it's one of the games where your other quarterback is, is on a bye yeah um, wow that really got away from me like i didn't really i wasn't kind of because i took stafford in the fourth round with like as qb12 yeah and then like it really just kind of got away from me like i forgot there was this huge qb run around five Mm-hmm. Where one, two, three, four, five, six, seven quarterbacks was taken, <sighs> and then it's just been kind of sprinkled in, so it just kind of forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, but real I mean, quickly, like, wait, that's we're, even... we've quietly gotten up to QB twenty through seven. We're through seven oh seven right See, now. We had seven one, and then seven eleven was QB twenty five, and so three more have been taken, and. One of those teams got Cam as their second quarterback. So, and he had Matt Ryan as his first. Yeah, I mean, everybody in my league now has two quarterbacks except for two, three teams. Huh. One of them still has yet to draft a quarterback. Whoa. Um, All right. He's, he's got Thomas, Sanders, Gurley, Gordon, Cooper, uh, Amari Cooper, and then... Um, Dobbins so he's clearly just punting quarterback I would I would think he, he's got two picks coming up here soon though so I, I feel like he's got to get at least you one probably thought that a long time ago but you never know <laughs> I I thought yeah I thought maybe he was gonna grab one when he went Cooper but uh well that was five I kind of I don't know, I wouldn't say started a receiver run, but maybe. Um, I took Robinson at my 402, wrapped around at five, or I'm sorry, 411, wrapped around at 502, and then paired him with Galladay. And then we had DJ Morgo two picks later. Uh, then we had a run of Cup, Bell, uh, Beckham, Cooper, and Ridley. And then than the turn so we've had we've had a bunch of receivers since then too you know Thielen Schuster AJ Brown and then Woods right before my Ingram pick um yeah but yeah it's it's interesting I mean it, this our, the our division so is man. very yeah it's your league it's, was super running back heavy I know oh that but God. I mean, we're already at crazy. running back 32 I took Hunt as running back thirty, and he's my second running yeah, back. I feel like you're you're way ahead of me on that. Yeah, we've gotten through twenty nine, yeah. and we're around ahead of you. So that's pretty funny. So we're, we're through thirty two. Geis yeah. went right after me, then Carr, and then Dame Williams. Yeah. So uh, all right, well, Jeff's yelling at us to end it because he's on the clock. Do you want to do you want to make your pick on the show because you're yelling at me to make my pick, Jeff? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Come on, man. Come on, man. I want your opinion, Jeff. <laughs> It's cool. I don't care. No, I'll just do it. Just keep talking. Whatever, man. All right. Still closing.
<laughs> cool. I'm going to open a beer. Just keep talking. Who's winning the eighth round of mine? Told you, QB 28. I'm done. Like, I am not getting another QB. Yeah. I'm not I'm not buying the Jarwin train quite yet. Um, I feel like the the offense Dude. the offense change there is going to be murderous for the for the tight end. But I From get it. I think you got to go Gronk. Just go go big. It's Doyle then. From PFF's chart. Yeah. No. I I don't know if you can though. Go to your go to your grid because you're sharing yeah, your screen with us. Yeah. Go to your grid. Go to the go to your grid. So go to go to draft in there in the toolbar. And then click on your division. And then click on and then click on grid. Yeah. You can I, see I, everybody's I, team. So you can see how many people have two tight ends. Not a lot. There's gonna be people oh, taking their second two, tight end. One, one. Yeah, because you, you guys have to, had a lot gotta, of receivers. You gotta get all. one. I would say you gotta get I would, one. Oh man, you got robbed with that run right right ahead of you. That sucks. Uh yeah, I like I, I like, like Kaseki. I like Goddard too. I mean, we don't know what's gonna happen with Djax yet. Yeah, but I just read something right before the show that um they're trying to like work it out with him they're not yeah, trying to i i i don't yeah i don't think it will but... yeah yeah i just think dude if you because there are receivers are the freaking bus drivers for covid closed schools and grocery <laughs> baggers and college offshoots i mean craig ward was phenomenal for them last year and nobody knew who the fuck he was before he even put a jersey on i was a goddamn all-star if the all-star game yeah i'd yeah. go you know honestly i i did i'd either go running back tight end here or receiver tight end here you got to get at least one of those tight ends just yeah you, you got to get one of those guys who has like the potential to be a tight end one just because he's a good guy and then you the take down, the stat later at like an Irv smith or something just because like that's yeah. what you can do the downside of jarwin is the fact that there's so many solid receivers there and zeke but I mean, we they're rating in. Weird. They're rating in fourth on this PFF chart that that I have. Um, that as far as strength of schedule, 
And their Back. playoff weeks, you got they're against the ninth rated team in week 12, 25th in week 13. So that hurts. But then the first, you know, ranked team, 14, 30th again, 15. Jeff, you got to go to four owners and draft up top, very up top. I, MFL is so weird, but I've been on it for years, so I kind of know where to go. Yeah, now. I finally have a pretty damn good grasp on it because I have a handful of leagues on it. Finally, I just think um, like you don't have to take them right now, but you got You got on this on this turn, you got to grab one of. I would almost grab two though. Oh, dude, I don't like any any of these guys. Well, wow. oh, Slayton Cam, with Cam back. Kind of like Edelman as a sneaky wide receiver three who could be wide receiver two. Kind of like Edelman. I get it. What are you going to take two tight ends instead? I mean, I do like Doyle. Doyle, dude, Disley. I don't know if this is going to play. You think they're going to play Olsen? Hollister. Hollister's (laughs) been good. I mean, John is still there, yeah. dude. John has I mean, been getting hyped like nobody's business this year. And I, dude, I think he's pretty good. Tennessee's got a really nice playoff schedule. Yeah, see, I'm all about looking at the playoffs because I just assume I'm going to make them. Everything's exactly. going to change, yeah. by the way, by the time we get there. The teams oh, that we think are bad are going to be 100%. good, vice versa, so. by the time that happens. So I don't read too much. I just pick good players. But all right, man. You guys put me on the spot. I took hers. Who's it going to be, man? Gave you our opinion. <laughs> of course, I, dude. He's cut know. weight. They're not going to keep Gronk in to block. No, hell no. There's he, no way in hell. Passes he came from Brady. Tampa Bay. With the Brady, only problem is he's got that basically. week 13 bye, so you've got to get to the playoffs to not get killed by him. Or you've got yeah, to get that bye week. But, you can take, but you're going to take a tight end a you second time. You only have to so start one tight okay. end, though. So you can find somebody at that right. point. You'll find somebody you else have week 13 Disley bye. and Hollister's injury replacement by then. Or you could take Albert O from Denver. You know, maybe him and... <laughs> and uh, What's his what's his nuts? Locke figured out. Are you kidding me? From Springfield, Illinois. What? I mean, uh, okay. Is he a Simpson? Can he change his name to Simpson since he's from Springfield? Yeah, he he played at Missouri though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I like that guy a lot, but again, not no, necessarily not for now. this year and not not for this, real. this tournament. Oh no, no, no! I'm not saying draft him now, but I mean, you, you have all there's the, there's, there's guys, guys there. Gronk? There's guys Gronk there that Spike. I yes, do it. Yeah. Ron That's smash. absolutely the pick, man. That was absolutely the pick. He, he, dude, he's you can't play it safe here, man. Gronk's got the upside of like a top three, four tight end if he can get right. Um, but 
That's exactly why Edelman's awesome. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Because Edelman just catches three-yard passes <laughs> nonstop. Catches 115 of them every year. Yeah. I mean, and he's... You, you want to go tight end, tight end, man? I Honestly, I have no I like issue Charles. with you. I literally have no issue with you going tight end, tight end. I really don't. But I do like... But see, Jarwin, Jarwin's another name that's out there that people are, are on, you know, later. Don't we, though? I mean, I, he, he's been, you know, a name in Dallas for a few years. I mean, well, but they brought back Witten last year and that kind exactly. of screwed him up. And that up just, and, that and just pushed his... him back down. And now Witten's gone again. I told you, well, that's what I'm saying. Janu's still out there. I mean, Janu doesn't have as favorable as a schedule as Dallas, according to this chart. Again, shit changes, but his Janu's playoff schedule. Again, got to get there. He starts rough, but then week five to ten is is nice. Or five through nine is nice. He's got three tough weeks, but then the playoffs, again, he's he's in good shape until week 16. He kind of has a, a tougher yeah. matchup, and I don't know who these teams are. It's just I'm just going off the numbers on EFF. Boom. He's way ahead. I mean, come on. I don't need projections to tell you these things. I kind of just know. I'm kidding. I don't (laughs) care. But (laughs) top five ranker is telling you what to do. Pay attention. Any idea, like, how many times I've owned Julian Edelman in leagues like this because everybody just, like, sleeps on him and he's phenomenal? I was off of him completely. I was off of him completely while Stidham was there. Cam gets there. Yeah. I want him. All, all the time now. Wide receiver three? That's crazy. He's your wide receiver three? That's amazing. He's a wide receiver two. Guaranteed. Got it. All right. Dude, I... I'm taking it. I secretly love your team, dude. It's... Uh, Dak's awesome. Carr is severely underrated in this format. Carson... Carson, I, I don't think he will be. I think he'll be a QB too. Carson is also a severely underrated running back in this format. Connor could be good with Big Ben. Obviously, we know Cook is amazing. I love Gallup. Hilton is one that I'm semi-worried about, but I love Edelman. Honestly, Hilton and Gronk are like my two meh picks, but only because Gronk might get hurt three three games into the season. So could Hilton. That's it. That's the only reason why I don't like those picks. But if yeah. they're healthy, they're good. If they're healthy, they're good. That's the thing with them. They're both injury prone like crazy. So yeah. that's my only issues with them. Otherwise, they're phenomenal when they're on the field. So that's. Uh, so I'm going to no. tell you it kind of was, but uh, he, no, I'm. No, I get it. I get it, though. But I'm telling you, he's going round five, round six in a lot of leagues. You might not have gotten him because he also goes in round four in a bunch of leagues, too. Yeah. But um, the he guy who actually nine zero running back. 
the guy who went zero running back in my league, uh, Elvin Ryan, he uh, <laughs> I was like sitting there going, I'm looking at the thing. There's like four picks before me and I see this guy's up and I'm like, oh, man, Chris Carson's there. And then I look at his team and I go, damn, he hasn't taken a running back yet. He's taking Chris Carson. And then boom, it happens. And I'm like, dude, you got a massive steal and you got lucky as hell. That guy's I don't know why. What? And then as soon as I said it in the draft in the draft chat, everybody goes, is he going to play? Is he going to play this year? Is his hip good? And I'm like, that's what everybody was afraid of. You guys let this guy fall that far. And granted, I was one of them, but like I had my running backs, you know, lined up. I was good. Um, I had Drake and Miles Sanders. And I know you're not a Sanders fan, but I'm taking Sanders over. See, I think Drake's going to be fine. That offense is catered. Is I don't know how Chase Edmonds beats him out, <laughs> but okay. Maybe I'll take Chase Edmonds much, much later just to be uh, Chase. I, just I might that. have to just to have a random like starting running back on a given bye week. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, you could probably get in there almost in every league, but whatever. All right. Well, we need to finish this up. Uh, that was good. I like having this live conversation stuff, you know, let people into our insights and what we're thinking here. So, um, all right, AJ, we're going to close it out. Cheers all to right. you. Thanks to Michelle for coming on. Cheers. And, uh, Thanks again. At yep. Ball Blast EM. Next week, start the NFC, baby. Good night, everyone. Yeah, I'll keep trying.